hold your breath. <laughs> Don't hold your breath. This will take a while. My best guess is even if he's trying to sell this in full, we won't see a new owner until before the season next year. Nothing this year, nothing in the offseason. Probably this time next year before we see them. Hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brand. Hopefully a unique podcast that you can't find anything like this out there anywhere else. That's our goal, to inform, to educate, to really teach you as we inform and comment on today's topics, topical issues in the sports business and sports law realm. My name is Andrew Brand. I'm your host. We are produced by Jack Connell. My musical producer, the music you hear under us, is from my son, Sam Brandt, and we are presented, as always, by DraftKings. We're going to get to a lot of rants today. It's a Brandt's Rants edition of the Business of Sports. After last week, we had a guest, my good friend from Stanford, Tyler Bridges, and his book, Five Trombones, I'm sorry, Five Laterals and a Trombone, about that infamous play some 40 years ago, that Cal-Stanford game. It is happening this week. So check out the podcast. Check out Tyler's book. It's a unique look at what happened 40 years ago in a play that no, I don't think we'll ever see again. I got a lot of rants about a lot of different things in business of sports this week, so let me get right to it. Okay, first, since we met last, the Washington Commander's owner, who's been much in our sights, much in our targets over these past, I don't know, year, had another lawsuit against them. This was the Washington, D.C. Attorney General bringing a consumer protection lawsuit against not only Commander's owner Daniel Snyder, against the NFL, and against NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. It's about a consumer protection issue, meaning that there was fraud, there was concealment, there was misrepresentation, there was lying by Snyder and the Washington Commanders because they had these deceptive ways of doing their business, of doing their personal business, doing their legal business, and it all came crashing down. Now, here's the issue for the Washington AG. Is he grandstanding? Yes. Yes, he's grandstanding. He even made a point like, I've never seen so many cameras in my life. Okay, that's what it was about. He got his moment, and he's outgoing, and then a new attorney general coming in January. Now, that said, I don't give this lawsuit a lot of a lot of chance. I mean, it's going to be a tough suit to prove. It's going to be tough. They're trying to get all these monetary damages for what they're basically saying is misrepresenting to the fans and Roger Goodell by by proxy with Snyder's doing the same thing and the commanders. That's not going anywhere. In my opinion, the lawsuit is not going anywhere. The what what Carl Racine, the AG of Washington D.C., did grandstanding PR. But here's the problem. What is in this complaint is exactly what would have been and may still be in the report that was done about the Washington Redskins football team commanders over several decades that never saw the light of day because combination of Roger Goodell, the NFL, and Daniel Snyder made sure it did never see the public eye. And because of that, we have this quote-unquote Wilkinson report out there that's stuck in a drawer that had damning allegations against 
Commander's owner, Daniel Snyder. Obviously, it was not going to be pretty what was going to be in that report. Now, in the complaint by Washington, D.C. Attorney General, this is exactly what we see. It reads like a, I don't know, just Wolf of Wall Street wannabe. Uh, come on. I mean, it's Snyder acting like Hugh Hefner in a robe and sex workers and terrible treatment of women employees and badgering and bullying male employees that did not see female employees as sex objects and treat them that way. It all lends itself to what we've heard about for years, what I heard on this podcast when I had the women that had worked there talk about it, what I heard on this podcast when the attorneys for those women came forward, Lisa Banks and Deborah Katz. It is a litany of bad behavior by Snyder and his associates. And it goes on and on through this massive lawsuit. Now, the it's out there. It's public. And we wait for another investigation by Mary Jo White about the same behavior. We wait for the U.S. House Oversight Committee, who has subpoenaed uh, and did talk to Daniel Snyder, where they're going to come out on this. But in the meantime, more embarrassment, more embarrassment for Daniel Snyder. And luckily for him... I'm recording this as the commanders just upset last night, the Philadelphia Eagles, the previously undefeated Eagles. They're taking the heat off this ownership. Ron Rivera seems like a really stand-up guy. They've won a few games. That's a good sign for them because we're not talking about the owner. But speaking of the owner, purportedly, he's going to sell. As I talked about on the podcast last week, what does that mean? Well, it could mean a full sale could mean a partial sale, could mean selling a minority interest of the team to what I think would be a minority and or a woman. It could be a way to just get some liquidity by getting a valuation that's extraordinary, like six, seven million billion dollars. And then coming back to BOA, Bank of America, his financiers, and saying, okay, now I got money to build a stadium because DC, Maryland, and Virginia are not doing it for them. They're not providing a stadium subsidy. So Snyder has to do it himself. Maybe that's just a ploy to do that. In any event, the Snyder sale of the Washington Commanders, if it does happen, if it's even a full sale, hold your breath. (laughs) Don't hold your breath. This will take a while. My best guess is even if he's trying to sell this in full, we won't see a new owner until before the season next year. Nothing this year, nothing in the offseason. Probably this time next year before we see that. Okay, Dan Snyder, the heat's off, the team's playing well. Luckily for him and Washington Commanders fans have something to talk about beyond an owner who demands people call him Mr. and who's got more investigations into him than, I don't know, any any owner in sports right now. Okay, that's where that's going. Second issue I want to talk about as we go through this rants, rants, stay with the NFL on this segment. Okay. Jeff Saturday comes in coach of the Indianapolis Colts gets a call from Jim Mercer. Do you want to do this? He does. They go win their first game. All the people that said, Oh my God, it's terrible. How do you hire someone like this? Oh my God. Everyone's got to put in their, their dues. And Bill Cowher said just the worst thing ever. And the most egregious thing ever. And Joe Thomas, Oh my God, it's just a terrible I mean, listen, there are a lot of terrible things that have gone on. I mean, look who the Cleveland Browns paid biggest contract in the history of the sport. 
someone who's on suspension for molesting dozens of women. That's pretty bad. That's terrible. Jeff Saturday getting to coach is not a terrible thing. And as I said last week, I don't see the big problem here. (laughs) I really don't. I get it. Two things that I have to discuss right away. The Rooney rule. Well, the NFL says the Rooney rule doesn't apply to interim hires. Okay, done. There's nothing wrong there. Yeah, you could say they could interview other candidates in the middle of the season, but there you go. And they will when it's not an interim hire. The other part is the pay your dues part. I get it. I get it. Somebody is not getting a job who has toiled and sweat and put in all. And people talk about, well, John Fox is on that staff. John Fox, come on. How many opportunities has he had? Gus Bradley. Okay, he's had these opportunities. Why not? The Colts stink. Why not give it to Jeff Saturday? And here's the thing about Jeff Saturday. He's got two things that I think are the primary traits needed for a head coach in the National Football League. Leadership and communication skills. Leadership skills and communication skills. As for leadership, this guy has led people. He's led offensive lines on on championship teams. He has led the NFL Players Association. Remember? 2011 strike, lockout, lawsuits, all that going on. Everyone talking to me about, are they ever going to play? And I'm going through all the legal, the, the court cases and everything else. Jeff Saturday led that group, 2,000 players, much more so than the recent CBA that passed by a handful of votes among 2,000 players. This one got done with the NFL intent on clawing back percentage points on the new on the economic system, and they reset it. But Jeff Saturday held that together. And then the communication part. Now, I'm biased here. I've known Jeff a long time since that time, really, when I was hired by ESPN to take us through all that. And then, of course, I worked at ESPN with Jeff for years And he impressed me. I mean, not only on TV, but off camera, I'd see him around and he would like pull up a chair and start asking me questions about the business side of sports, about cap, about contracts, about managing a roster, about how to fit in, about how to structure deals. And I'm like, not a lot of play. I've worked with a lot of NFL former players at ESPN. Only a couple have really sort of taken an interest. And Jeff Saturday is one of those. So he has an intellectual curiosity about him, which I think will serve him well. And the leadership stuff, yeah, I mean, how many times do you have to lead as a leader on a team to be, you know, to be able to be a coach? I don't want to denigrate what coaches do and the the dues they put in and the grunt work they put in. I've seen it. It's a hard life. I call coaching like going into the submarine. That's basically what it is. You go into the submarine for, you know, six months and then you come out. So listen, I have no problem with Jeff Saturday. I'd be saying this if they lost by 50 points to the Raiders. But I I know people are going to come out. What about paying your dues? I get it. But think about it. If the Colts could have gotten Peyton Manning, they probably would have. We hear the pay your dues stuff there. Do we hear the pay your dues stuff with Steve Nash? Right? Do we hear the pay you do stuff with Matt Millen? I know he had a bad career, but even when he got it, I didn't hear that. So listen, it happens. Did we hear it with John Lynch, the GM of the 
San Francisco 49ers came out of the booth. What? We didn't hear that. Okay. Jeff Saturday will do fine. <laughs> now, he may lose a lot of games. They're not good. Matt Ryan is clearly on the downslope. But let's see what happens. All right. More rants in a second. First, a, world, a word from one of my favorite products, AG1. Every time I wake up in the morning, one of the first things I do is pour a scoop of AG1 into my glass with some water. It is all the minerals and supplements you need. You guys know me. I eat well. I exercise. I try to not drink, sleep, all that. But still, I need something. You know, I don't get my greens. I need more help. Well, I found it with AG1. Every day I pour it in, it costs less than $3 a day. It's cheaper than getting all those supplements and all those multivitamins. This is the way to do it. it. Tastes good. It's better for sleep. It's better for recovery. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you're gluten-free, paleo, vegan, and it doesn't have any sugar or GMOs or the chemicals. It's been great. I've heard it like 10 years ago on one of these podcasts. I've been using it since. And it always makes me feel good first thing in the morning. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year of immune-supporting vitamin D. And you get five free travel packs with your first purchase. I use those travel packs all the time. You don't have to bring the big thing. Just bring the travel packs. All you do is visit athleticgreens.com slash BOS. That's for the podcast, Boisness of Sports. Again, athleticgreens.com slash BOS. Take ownership over your health. Pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance, AG1. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Back to the rants. Now I want to talk about crypto. Listen, this story got me. What we have with crypto, I think is fascinating. I don't understand it. I don't pretend to be an expert. But here's what I know about crypto. It took the world by storm a year ago, two years ago, a year and a half ago. We heard about Bitcoin, Dogecoin, Ethereum, Crypto.com, FTX, Coinbase, you name it. And that's just from a, from a novice like me hearing those words so often. Now, the two big exchanges we heard about were Crypto.com and FTX. And the reason we heard about them is very heavy in the sports space. On the Crypto.com side, we heard about sponsoring uh, sponsoring some F1, sponsoring the LA Lakers King Stadium that used to be Staples Center in a massive deal. And we hear about it all over the place. The Philadelphia 76ers jersey sponsor now, crypto.com. So it's everywhere. As far as we know, they're still doing well. They're still at least solvent. Not the case for FTX. We just saw FTX emblazoned all over the Major League Baseball jerseys. And that was interesting. They had to deal with Miami League Baseball. They had to deal with California Berkeley Stadium, FTX Field at Memorial Stadium. That's about an $18 million deal gone. And, of course, the deals with the unique players, some of the best in the business, Shohei Otani of baseball, Steph Curry of basketball, 
And of course, Tom Brady and football and the long commercial that was on the Super Bowl and other outlets back in the in this winter. Okay, FTX files for bankruptcy. They're no longer. And here's the biggest deal of all. The Miami Heat and Miami-Dade County entered into a naming rights deal for $135 million over a long period of time. Gone, right? Gone. Reports are that they have received $20 million and who knows if they're going to get more. Now they join a list of creditors. They get in line. They see what they can get out of this. It is fascinating to me that FTX is just kaput. Now, there's a whole backstory here with the founder, Sam Bankman-Fried, and how, how he's involved in this company, Alameda. It is an interesting story. Maybe I'll get an expert to talk about that on the Business of Sports podcast. Not really a sports story, but a business story, but it leaks into sports because of what's going on with Cal, with Curry. with Listen, the athletes, they're fine. Right. Curry and Brady and Otani, they'll be fine. But a lot of people were built that won't be fine. And the FTX thing is just fascinating to me. Careful. Careful. I mean, I tell it all the time to athletes, you know, with sexy things. It used to be all the athletes want to invest into music. Then for a while, they all want to invest in venture. And it seems like the past couple of years, they all want to invest in crypto. Be careful. Be careful. I've had people on this podcast that took their uh, salary in crypto. Oh, the kid on the Kansas City Chiefs was the first to do it. Russell Okung. Uh, we hear about Odell Beckham taking his money in crypto last year. Well, be careful, okay? Crypto is not what it's, what it's cracked up to be, this FTX story. Maybe it's, a wrong, maybe it's a one-off, but we've seen the tanking of Bitcoin over the past year and a half. Okay, crypto out. Speaking of another crazy story, the World Cup is starting this year, this week, sorry, in Qatar. Saying that statement in itself just makes me shake my head. The World Cup, the biggest sporting event in the world, and I'm not sure it's close, is starting in Qatar in November, where it's still going to be 90-something degrees. How is this happening? Well, a lot of, speaking of crypto, and be careful, a lot went on to get it there. And now you have Sepp Blatter, the former head of FIFA, that gives out the World Cup, saying it should never have gone there. It's too small a country. It should have gone to the United States. Wait, what? And now we are starting the World Cup this week. It's going to be on Fox. going to have a, a Black Friday game in England versus USA going to get BAFA ratings, of course. But how is it in Qatar? Well, follow the money. Now there's a story out there that not only not only getting it in 2010 when it was announced, they had to protect it. And there's this whole black ops CIA operation detailed where Qatar was making sure they wouldn't have any negative press and they would keep it because 2010 to 2022 is a long time to make sure it doesn't slip out of there. And now there's all this economic investment into Qatar, billions of dollars, 220 billion is what I read spent on this World Cup. This is a country with an annual GDP of 180 billion. They spent 220 billion. Now, a lot of it is stadia, but it's also for infrastructure and roads and trains and abilities to get around and of course all the hotels and the 
and the security and the phone lines and all of that, Qatar is putting this on at extraordinary cost. And then the question is, well, what happens after everyone packs up and goes home in a month? Well, they're going to have all these stadiums. They're going to have roads from one stadium to another for two stadiums that no one's going to use. And that's what they want. But it seems like they have the unlimited funds to do that. And the final note about this, I saw this note. They are paying some 400 fans, travel and lodging, to come and tweet out, social media out, TikTok out, Instagram out, whatever they use, positive, positive themes about what's going on. In other words, they're paying for the PR. They're paying full expenses for 400 fans to come in, watch the World Cup, enjoy it, have fun at their expense, hotels and lodging, as well as food. Just tweet out, just social out, good stuff. That's going on. (laughs) So that is quite a note there on the World Cup. Okay, a word from Sling. If you're like me, you love watching live TV, but it sometimes feels like live TV doesn't love us back, right? Well, you can get TV love for a price you love, thanks to Sling TV. Forget the high prices, all those contracts you can't get out of. Sling's the most valuable option when it comes to finding your favorite channels with the best deal for sports news, entertainment, best live content, too. Now, if you want to follow every touchdown every Sunday like I do, go to Red Zone, but it's available on Sling Blue plus Sports Extra. Sling is easy to set up, easy to use, and now you can try for half off. Just visit sling.com slash DraftKings, sign up today. Watch every touchdown every Sunday afternoon with Red Zone on Sling. For a limited time, you can get the Sling Blue. You add on Sports Extra with NFL Red Zone, half your first month. Regular $46, now $23. That's right. The best deal on Red Zone so you can catch all the touchdowns at the lowest price with Sling TV. Visit sling.com slash DraftKings to sign up today. More rants. I want to talk about Texas A&M. Texas A&M, it is known, everyone said it, everyone knew it, they spent big. They got the top football recruiting class in the country last year. Everyone agrees with that, number one. And the reason they got it was through NIL, which was never, ever, ever supposed to be about being used for recruiting, but it absolutely was. It was from their collective, it was from pooled donor funds. And the rumors out there were Texas A&M spent anywhere from a million to $20 million, which is a number I've heard a few times from different sources on that recruiting class. Imagine that, $20 million, 20 players. One person said, yeah, a million per player. And a million per player assigned to a donor. In other words, if you're some superstar athlete from West Texas, you come in, you get a million, it's from your donor. So what happens when you don't get playtime? You don't go to the coach, you go to your donor. What a mess. They're three and seven. Okay. Texas A&M is three and seven. Okay. So tell me about NIL. Bad spending. Bad spending. Now, the question with NIL, is it going to keep up? Or are people going to realize this is not good bang for the buck? We'll see. There's always going to be a zealous fan base with money for a lot of these schools, not all schools. But the Texas A&M boosters that spent up to a million dollars per player for this 20-person recruiting class certainly have to be disappointed. Like, wait a minute, what are we doing here? 
And it'll be interesting to see what Texas A&M is spending on the next recruiting class, where we heard they're already about 23rd in terms of ranked recruiting classes. Remember Nick Saban saying at one of those booth, one of those club meetings in Birmingham, we got outspent by Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M. We got to step up. I mean, he didn't say we got to step up, but that was really what he was saying. We got to step up. Come on, donors. We got to beat out them with NIL money. Now, of course, that created this kerfuffle with going back and forth between Fisher and Saban, but that was just for show. It's The underlying cause is NIL. You got to spend. And the Bama guys got the message, I think, as we go forward. We'll see. By the way, Jimbo Fisher, <coughs> three and seven, okay? And if he's bought out, I saw this. If he's bought out that buyout number as of now, it's not going to happen. But that number is like $86 million. It's not a misprint. $86 million to tell him to go away. Now, we've seen Nebraska buy out Scott Frost and all these other ones. But, uh, Wow. million. So Texas A&M, which just lost to Auburn, coached by Cadillac Williams, side note with Cadillac Williams, John Gruden of the Tampa Bay Bucks in 2005, told told, uh, Aaron Rodgers that he was going to be the quarterback with the fifth pick in the draft, and he ended up taking uh, Cadillac Williams, I'm sorry. Sorry, I got that messed up. Okay, my note about Cadillac Williams was he was the fifth pick in the 2005 NFL draft, 2006 NFL draft. John Gruden said to Aaron Rodgers to his face, we're going to take you. They didn't. We ended up taking him 24th. Just a side note there. Anyway, Jimbo Fisher loses to Cadillac Williams. Jimbo Fisher goes to 3-7. Jimbo Fisher has the highest spending NIL recruiting class in history, the number one recruiting class. And of course, he's got an $86 million buyout. The business of college sports is certainly thriving. Okay, that'll do it. If you're not following me on Twitter, Andrew Brandt, Instagram, where I do these reels at Andrew Brandt too. And of course, the newsletter is growing in popularity. You got to get it. Little thoughts every week. I think you'll enjoy it free to your inbox on Sunday. Andrew-Brandt.com. Go to Andrew-Brandt.com slash SBL, SBL, Sports Business League. If you want to get videos from me every day and have weekly meetings, that's my Sports Business League group for a really modest price. I try to give you guys great value, teach you things as well. Speaking of teaching, got my last class this week. It went fast this semester at Villanova Law. Okay. Also, want to let you know, give us a rating, give us a comment. We always appreciate it. Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, and share this podcast with a friend. would truly appreciate if you did that. Spread the word about this unique uh, podcast that we do. Thanks to producer Jack Connell. Thanks to my musical producer and son, Sam Brandt. Thanks to you for listening. Hope this was a half hour well spent, that we were informed, educated, and possibly entertained. Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you next week with another edition of The Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. 
Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.